You are listening to Dad Bods Podcast. Enjoy and remember to always cash tickets. Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 18 of the Dad Bods Podcast. What's going on, Pun? Not much, man. Just watch a little World Series baseball. Watch Can't get Mr. enough. Mr. Wendell. <clears throat> Make a nice pick. The resident. One nothing. Here. Bottom third. Game six. Do they get to seven? We're gonna put you on the spot. Yes. This will go out. People will know. Does it get to game seven? I think so. I do too. I hope so. I just want to see snow. I want to see somebody actually pitch deep into a game. It seems like it's kind of any- sad you don't get that anymore, right? Right. It's like, like you and you I don't... grew up watching guys at least go six, seven, eight innings. Yeah. You yeah. Know, let alone, you know, we weren't the age of complete game. All and the problem is now it's games. like even if he's pitching well, they take him out because they're you know they're sort of, everything's so matchup dri- driven and I get it but uh, I think it was Snell in, Snell in game two pitched pretty well came out after four and two thirds he can't mm-hmm. even go down as an official winner it's like as soon as they get into any trouble they're taking him out you know back in the day it's like they were, remember them leaving Pedro in oh my god it was like what I, I seventh was... or eighth inning they pulled him and they thought that was taking him out too early yeah so that shows you the time the times have changed i still remember the time grady little should have taken him out and didn't <laughs> yeah yeah that's yep. what i was talking about yep um but i don't know do you do you have a side on this game we're on um punisher picks we're on uh the rays tonight. that's what i liked i liked the rays and i probably leaned under but the totals have been getting beat up i think in the first five games I think it was four overs, one under. And I think it was game five that actually stayed under. Right. Um, four to two. But I, 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 that's where I leaned. So I think you guys are hopefully on the right side. Yeah, I saw a, team, I saw a lot of guys betting overs and over yeah. eight, I think. I think people see bullpen day and where some of this series has been mashing up. But I don't see it. I'm just not ready for it to be over yet. Baseball did a good job, man. I, I think – the regular season was a bit of a debacle. Tough to get yeah. into 60 games, this weird sprint. But, like, I've enjoyed more than I have the last couple of years watching totally. the postseason. Totally. And I think a lot of people are – hopefully more people are tuning in. I think they're – unfortunately, I think their ratings are bad. But so was the NBA. NBA and, bad? <laughs> God, I don't know. I don't know if they could be NBA bad. I don't think – it's just a weird year. I don't think you can blame anybody for any ratings or um, – I think anytime you're in the election <laughs> cycle, people – fail to recognize how detrimental that is to ratings. Yeah. There's because so much you, you lose eyeballs there. There's so much on, especially in the home stretch. I mean, we're what two weeks away from that. Well, less, I mean, less than that. It's also on, it's probably a, it's probably not smart for the, uh, for baseball to go on and compete with the bachelorette tonight either. Yeah. So that's what I was watching before. Yeah. Down to my man cave. I had yeah, a it's a head double to screen head. going. It's a head to head. You know, you got to have two TVs right now. Yeah. Um, Got to keep the wife happy. So you're, right, you're, well, you're watching it from afar right now, aren't you? Yeah, I see you so, peeking. Yeah, I've got I've got you, the Bachelorette, Dodgers. That's it. That's all you need. That's it. That's all you need. That's life in that order. Life in, life in, in that shop. order. So so that's here. baseball. I think we both enjoyed it. What about uh, about college football? You know, not everyone can see oh. you, but that is a bright orange, OSU, the pride of the Big Twelve. Oh, hoodie. So How about that what's going on there? How about that defense, everybody? Who said you can't play defense in the Big 12? What a weird season. Um, and I've made this comment a couple times in a, some chats and on Twitter. And, but the Big 12 right now is the only – little, little uh, not, not, not alcoholic. Yeah, I was going to say, it didn't have the normal pop of a, of a <laughs> seltzer. Um, I know that sound anywhere. Um, but no, dude, like a dog. the Big 12 is actually playing defense this year up and down. Yeah. Um, I think week, I got, I want to say week three, the SEC averaged more points allowed than the Big 12, which was one of the first times ever. I think it was 30 to 29. Even um, watching Auburn, Alabama, some of these teams play, even Florida, who the last couple of years, Florida's been no offense, all defense. Like it's, mm-hmm. they're, they're shootouts. I think and that Florida South Carolina game a couple of weeks ago was a. Yeah. Was a was a mess. It was a track well, you just see, you're seeing more offensive coaches move to the SEC. 
Um, and it just, it's just creating a different game where they play faster and kind of they're everybody's just catching up to the big 12, just like the NFL is. Yeah. I mean, just look at the NFL and the players that are in the NFL and the skill positions. Um, so you're just, you're seeing some more points, which is fine. Um, that was my alarm to talk about OSU. So, um, sorry, <laughs> it's here, that, guys. It's here. Um, Don't snooze it. So we're so Oklahoma State's number six. Let's look at the rankings because yeah, I pull the rankings up. So these are still these. they're still a couple um, weeks away from having to release a college football playoff right. ranking, right? Right. So we're at Clemson number one, which is no surprise, although they looked a little beatable. I think they're still kind of sleepwalking through the ACC schedule until that Notre Dame game. Alabama, It'll be interesting if that two. bites them in the ass, you know? Yeah, totally. I, 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 I think Alabama should be number one. They already, they've beaten Georgia. They've already beaten a ranked team. And Clemson is really not. Ohio State's number three by default. Notre Dame's number four. Georgia, Oklahoma State. So, I don't know. It's going to take a perfect season for them to get there because the Big 12 is down rel- relatively – Speaking but the benefit is you and Clemson in those divisions down seasons to get a perfect season might be the right track compared to you assume Alabama, they could get tripped up, right? Maybe they got past the worst of it in Georgia, right. but um, right. Ohio state, same thing. I wouldn't want to play some of those teams in the big 10, even though they're far superior, you know, Penn oh, state. Totally. Ooh, that Penn state game. That was bad. Oh, how does that happen? So let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, well, one, I, I think he was out of bounds, but I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. At, to win the game, the Indiana guy. Yeah. But it shouldn't have come down to that. They didn't it shouldn't have come down to that. And how, what are the odds that the same thing happens to Atlanta? Right. Back-to-back days, the Falcons, Penn State make the same error. And it's just a weird – At least with Atlanta, as I don't know if this happened in the Penn State game, Gurley tried – Gurley knew. He's done it before, though. He's he's gone down before. He's, he's gone down me before. before, and I because yeah, I remember everybody, yeah. especially <laughs> the in fantasy fitness. football implications. And then now he he scores and oh. <laughs> he gets really screwed. So um, and Atlanta just can't catch a break. I feel bad for him. No, but no. neither can the Lions. Are a weird so that you knew that game was gonna have a weird ending because it's the weirdest teams. Can you check another Big Ten team in the rankings for me, though? It's uh, Rutgers University. They're back. Okay, so is that your team this year? Greg Schiano is back. So speaking of Rutgers, I think that's a great spot for a bet this week. Uh, yeah. Plus 12 versus Indiana. I know they're both coming off wins. Indiana way more improbable than the Rutgers win. Where's the game? Uh, in Jersey? I believe it's in Jersey. At, so that, at that's Indiana coming off a home win. Right. right, and right. Rutgers yeah, coming back Rutgers. for the home opener. Yeah, I, I do like that spot. Yeah, it's plus twelve, and if it moves up, it would be great. Uh, so I like that spot a lot, um, and I really also like. Uh, oh gosh, what was the other one? Um, I think Ohio State should demolish Penn State. Um, you think the bounce back factor there comes into play at all? Maybe I just don't think they're Penn State good. always plays them tough. Uh, I'll give them yeah. credit for that. Yeah, I just think Ohio State is so superior. Um, it was weird seeing the OSU Oklahoma State line minus four though um, versus um, Texas, right? Because you know ESPN has still has Texas very high on their like, football power rankings. They had them at number ten. In still FBI. always getting a lot of respect, right? Even though they have two losses and should have been three. But could have been undefeated as well. I get it. They were a couple plays away. Uh, What's the game this, you're most looking forward to on the slate? Obviously, obviously that one. Um, other than that, there's not a lot of great games. That's the only ranked matchup. Well, Texas need ranked. Sorry. Um, always looking forward to OU. OU at Tech primetime will be fun. But it's a lot better with tortillas flying in the crowd and stuff at night right. at, at, in Lubbock. And Lubbock's weather has been terrible this week. A lot of snow. Um, so that could, could be get interesting. Game. Could get interesting. That'll be gone by the game. But um, other than that, the slate is – it's a weak slate. Weak That's interesting with everyone kind of getting back into the swing of things. Yeah, you can't get a better game. Like Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan State's awful. 
was just yeah. gonna say it's just both those programs are in a bit of a rut. It's a throw. It's a throwaway game for them. Yeah. Um, Iowa State, Kansas, and yeah. Wisconsin, Nebraska will be interesting. Wisconsin's on their fourth stringer. Um, was that's all COVID. It's, it's a combination yeah. of COVID and uh, and injuries. COVID. Uh, well, yeah. Second stringer yeah. is an injury. First stringer got COVID, who looked awesome in that opening game, by the way. Uh, but did you see the did you see the fourth stringer's name? No, I was trying to follow it in the chat, but then I then my kids Vanden, not Vanden Boom is his Vanden. last name. Boom. B O O M. Yes. So he's already, you know. Put that man on a t shirt. I'll buy in that jersey. <laughs> so your games of the week are, are definitely Oklahoma State, uh, Texas, and uh, Ohio State, Penn State. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's fair. So look out. Grab Rutgers in the points. And what was the other one you said you, said you liked? Man, I don't remember. I think, it was, I think it was West Virginia. I really liked Baylor minus two and a half as well. I'll have to look those up. And I'll Baylor's another those. team that's just playing great defense, right? Yeah, there's a couple, there's a couple really, really good spots. Um, and I, I think Wisconsin minus three and a half or four is a good spot as well, even, off, even with a four-string quarterback. They sh- they're just so dominant on defense in their offensive line is good enough to protect him and, and let them hand the ball off and control the game that way. Uh, nothing earth shattering there, but just something to look for. So I like uh, it, but, uh, but yeah, man, college football is full force. Uh, big 10 has no margin for error right now with their, with their COVID rules. It's a 21 day sit out time. If you, that's if you what drive. I saw with the, I think it was in the Wisconsin announcements. And I was like, yeah. he's failed back to back tests. And so now he enters the 21 day. And I had to read it twice. Yeah. Because it, no sport has done that. No, no sport. So is that just that. a pure, this is how we want to do it to be safe? Like that's an overreaction. I don't think it can't At last. At most it should be 14 days. Not it, can't, days. it can't last. There's no way it's going to last. Uh, they're going to reverse that just like they reverse their season starting and yeah. stopping, right? Um, you got to love Fox putting up the LA Dodgers MVP watch when, it's, when they're still <laughs> losing game six. <laughs> yeah. How have the Dodgers played this well? And haven't sealed the series. That's the craziest part that's, of it. That's the question of the last few years. You, yeah, you can and ask that's Dodgers. what these announcers are talking about. Yeah. Um, but no, Come so on, we're, watching, we're watching the game live. Seeker's up. I might live bet just so they can, you know, so our, our listeners can see the pain oh. happening real time. Because <laughs> you, you know on DraftKings, <laughs> I got to pull up what my buddy, my buddy did. You can bet like next pitch in like what pitch is going to be in play. It's complete degenerate, like not healthy. So you can legit live bet everything. Yeah. Wonder what the limits are on that. (laughs) (laughs) Next pitch, ball or strike. Next pitch. Uh, I do. We touched on. I do like doing that. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll pull them up one more. Yeah. We got our next segment. I'll, I'll, I'll keep us on our toes. But we talked baseball. We talked college football. I think we wanted to touch on the Dad Bods NFL leaderboard contest entering week eight, right? So seven in the yes. books. Yes. So this is getting tight. Uh, and of course, Which I love. I'm glad that's happening. And of course, I'm still at the bottom, but I'm starting to get a little bit better. Got to start somewhere. Um, I put out today, um, interestingly enough, real quick before you run down the leaderboard. I wanted to kind of look at everybody's, you know, win-loss record because uh, we have this one to three unit scale, um, but wanted to see how everybody was doing, obviously against the spread, you know, through 21 games. And um, I mean, lock bets is 15 and six. His and last and that means he was 12 and three heading in, right? 15 and three. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. 15, 15 and three. three. Through, through six weeks, which through is six weeks, three picks absurd. a week which is absurd. So you can uh, see what we're trying to chase down here. Um, but there's, you know, Jablock of Gibraltar's 14 and seven, give him a nice shout out. Uh, Bevo's 13, seven and one. Um, and then you kind of have a cluster of, you know, 12 and eights, 12 and nines. And then down at the bottom, you have guns, seven, 13 and one, which 
you know, sounds bad. And, and he, I know he's upset about it, but, um, you know, it's also funny though, because I've seen him hard. do well. Yeah. Picking three, narrowing to three is hard. Yeah. I've seen him with some bigger cards and doing pretty well. And yeah. his free and his right. VIP. Right. He's same thing with, well, uh, so. same thing with the old man who bets. I know he was, he was like, I can't buy a win in this contest, <laughs> but like I'm doing fine overall. So it's yeah. interesting narrowing it when I, I actually think and we'll talk about this later. I think starting to hone in on these three and then, you know, the two, three, four spots I like the best is actually going to work in my favor. Totally. Because totally. lately it's, it's been stronger for me. And I am betting these as are you. So yeah. I want people to know that even though they're constats picks, we are. Are you scaling them, and, them differently too? Um, I am personally, I'm just betting them even. Yeah. I'm betting them the same. Are you, are you. There's been a through? couple times where I've gone a little bit higher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like this one with the Rams, I, I you know, I did feel better about right. the Rams and unfortunately the the Pats. But God, I liked that spot. I had them on the Rams. Well. Yeah, I think I'm just putting too much and I hate it being call it square, maybe not, I don't know. And that Tampa, bit. that Tampa was a slam dunk. I think were you on them yeah. as well? I was. There my No, team. I I t- I backed it out. I was I was looking at that one and I like Detroit too. Mm. So I had those 3 to 5 I, I felt really good about. It's yeah. always nice to switch out a winner. I know, isn't it? I really, real, I had, real yeah, I had Green Bay as my alternate pick because, yeah. as you know, behind the scenes, we also have to give an alternate pick because of you know, it's COVID nineteen season, COVID season. So an alternate pick is is something that we've asked everybody to do as well. I should start tracking those alternate picks, right? That might be the the ticket. As if I need one more thing to track. <laughs> but I think the fun thing, just looking back at a quick recap, and then we'll we'll break and we get. Onto week eight. We only look ahead here. We're a look ahead podcast. But I got to give a shout to the Wizard of Odds at Nobody Beats the Wiz on Twitter. He was the only sweep. So back to back weeks where we've had one sweep, um, which I think shows how tough some of this this is. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I think the big consensus picks we had four people on Arizona plus three and a half that cashed, and another five, a contrarian spot that we know we called the Houston. Texans plus three and a half, which did yeah. not cash. So did not cash. It's it's been interesting, and you know I think what I love too, it's a wide variety of folks who we love to interact with. But we had, and I tweeted this on Monday. The Dadbots account said the head to head on the Rams was pretty funny because you had three people on the Rams, three people on the, the Bears, and then two people on the over. Yeah, two or three on the over. Yeah, so it was fun to see a lot of action. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Pers- well, actually, I teased that game just for fun. Yeah, I teased the. Uh, you the tease the under and now the, I tease the over. Yeah, which, which just missed, right? It was like so thirty-four stupid. to thirty-seven. Yes. Yeah, the Bears just couldn't punch one in. Um, but like you said, yeah, it's it's getting tight. And so we got what lockbets.net still in the lead with twenty-eight points um, and a fifteen and six record. Uh, but Bevo and Milt and the Lock of Gibraltar and God, and Polanco. Yeah, it got tight. And then, wow. and then third, third is a, another tie too. Well, I guess yeah. that's not third. That's not third anymore, but yeah. Tie for you have a bunch six. at 20, you have another, what, three people at 24. So, yeah. so, so guys, um, check this out and follow these picks. Cause we're going to put these, when do we usually post this on Twitter? Is it Saturday? Saturday morning at the latest. I think we might try to kick everyone in the ass and do a little bit of a Friday release if we can. Thursday's Thursday's tough, but we'll at least get it out Friday. So you have them all weekend. Yeah. So picks are due do Friday. Um, and if they're, if they're in, we'll, we'll tweet it out. If not, it'll be Saturday morning. Um, but man, this is getting pretty fun. And I, is anybody out of it? I mean, I mean, it takes never say never. We're, we're about half, we're halfway through. We have another seven weeks of the regular season. So we're doing 14 like, weeks. Of so I have 18 points. I'm 10 back. I don't think you're out of it. I Mathematically, I don't think you're out yet. But I'm trying to get I'm trying to get you some help. You're 24. I'm trying to push you a little bit because one of us has to finish top three. That was our I, guarantee. I, I said we were going to do it, so there's hope. <laughs> there's hope. But man, it's a fun contest. It's a great group. All these guys should be followed. And uh, yeah, keep a lookout for that. And we'll keep we'll keep putting that out there so everybody can see the picks. And um, I thought the again. The uh, against the spread uh, record might help people kind of realize what you know who's hot or 
you know, who should I follow on this grid that, right. that gets put out? And maybe we put those in parentheses next to their name or something. Yeah, we'll keep um, messing with the graphics. But yeah, we're going to improve this and we can grow it next year as well. And who knows? Maybe even, you know, get to some other sports. So yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Um, anything else going on in, in your world? Any good dad stories? Just surviving. Every day is survival. Oh, I sent you that video of my daughter just pummeling me. Uh, it, they take joy in it, for sure. Like, sm they smile. I actually yeah. have a scratch. That, that's probably the best story. The, uh, the little one thinks it's just funny to attack faces, and he, he full-on scratched my face the other day, Jeez. laughing the whole time. Yeah, they take, they take pride in hurting you. It's their love language, language, right? They're super cute. It's a love language. As we yeah. get into some bachelor talk. Um, but yeah, man, let's... Uh, who do we have next? We have Sharky coming on. We're going to look forward. We're going to look into week eight uh, of, of uh, the NFL season, break down some games, put out some picks. And uh, yeah, man, we'll be right back after the break. See you there. Welcome back. We are now joined by Sharky Waters Nation, Sharks and Sports, Robin Hood, Graham, Shark the Shades, host, the hostess with the most. Before we talk real quick, so we're all on a Zoom. I just want to make sure everybody's wearing their pants, right? We don't have, we're not going to have, okay, good. I just don't get up. I just, I sit here. So don't worry. All right, good. It's, it's actually a really big move to wear pants while on a Zoom call. I mean, it takes a lot of balls, if you will. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> hey, I'm pun, not you. All right, so let's get right into it. We got NFL Week 8. NFL Week 7 is done. No, re no reason to look back now. As we said in the first part, we're, we're a look-ahead podcast. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, I think that recapping is pretty much reserved for mainstream media outlets that are very good at telling you what happened in the past. We're and a look ahead that, podcast. We'd rather, yeah. we'd rather learn from what we saw and, and make, some, make some picks. We so, like to prognosticate future outcomes. So where do you want to start? What, uh, I think talk that Thursday night game real quick, just because it's the first game and. and yeah, uh, why not? Why not? I mean, like we, all, we know that <clears throat> within the gambling nation, not necessarily Sharky Waters nation, but the gambling world of the United States of America, people love to bet NFL football. It doesn't matter if it literally is the Jets versus a arena team, but they like to bet football, period. So we have an <clears throat> NFC South divisional matchup. We have a revenge game for the Falcons who lost a low-scoring 23-16 to game three weeks ago to the consistently – and sustainably very solid ATS Carolina Panthers. And we've discussed this numerous times. Teddy Covers out of Louisville, uh, disrespected, underdrafted, undervalued publicly, narratives and numbers. And I think that ultimately when you look at this line, Carolina minus two and a half at home, Bank of America Stadium, Charlotte, North Carolina, um, this is not really offering a whole lot of transparency as a line. And that is going to be a trend as we go through these games this week. Divisional games on very sharp numbers hovering around a field goal. So, again, from a line evaluation, you're not really gaining much here. And you have to go a little bit second layer. And I think right off the bat, we were making the comment that this game is very, very difficult to predict. One noteworthy point about Atlanta, which, again, we always talk about peripherals. The first peripheral you always look at is the, the, the point differential. Atlanta's one in six. And they're only minus, one, minus 23. So you think about that. They're five games under 500, and they're losing by roughly 4.2 points per game. I mean, that's basically a field goal every loss. And we know they've gotten backdoored egregiously twice at Dallas and against the Bears. Of course, Brittany Spears, she's so lucky. You saw it on Sharky Waters Nation yesterday morning over some esteemed seltzers, I should say. And uh, we're back. We're sober. We're focused. And we're ready to nail this board. And ultimately, right now, I have no side in this game. I think that, again, Carolina's been too sustainably hot. Falcons are too sustainably un undervalued. And I just don't really like fading either side of this on this really short yet sharp number. I'll say one thing, and then I'll, I'll toss it over to you, Odds. The total seems high, right? 
Oh, I was on the over the first game, and it didn't get there. So, 49, by the way, 49. Yeah. Um, so, we're not going to make so much – it should be entertaining at least on the Thursday. I do house. think you just have to watch better. this Atlanta team might be completely dead, shot in the water. But I think Sharky mentioned this when we were talking pregame, pre, pre the pod. And, um, you know, they continue to get some love. It's probably partially that point differential. Carolina's been scrappy. Atlanta already got their one bump win after the Dan Quinn era ended. Is that fade gone? And now it's just back to a trash team that can't finish, can't get the job done. But these guys are professionals. Vegas is just begging you to take Carolina two and a half with that line. Begging. Begging. On to Sunday. Let me just look at one point on that. I want to look at the previous matchup for a second. Um, Obviously, 23 to 16. The line here, this is where it gets interesting, because I always say you have to cross-reference two points, and you ultimately need to average the two as they come together. The one thing you have to look at, of course, is the previous result. Carolina did win by seven points. So from that standpoint, when you win by seven on the road and you come back and you only lay two and a half, that's coming four and a half points down off the winning margin. So theoretically, if they win by seven and you're using that as an average, it should come up to nine and a half to 12 at home. It's actually coming against it. However, then the cross-referencing point from the line, Atlanta at home was minus two and a half. So from that standpoint, it has completely flipped. And then, again, this is where it's emerged. It's coming down versus the deficit, but it's, become, it's coming up versus the prerequisite average prior to the previous game. It's just very difficult. And we might go into this a little bit deeper on Thursday. I know, I know Ant's going to do a uh, probably 137pm.com commentary on this game. And uh, I'll be looking forward to that. And, again, I might have a side if I go a little bit deeper. But, again, we already just went through it. It's just, it's just razor sharp. It's a toss-up. Yeah, you're right. So, should we go straight Sunday business here? Yeah, let's, yeah, Sunday let's talk man. Sunday. There's a, lot of okay. good, there's a lot of good games, a lot of divisional matchups, which is always exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And I think right off the bat, as we made the comment, just starting off with obviously the <clears throat> Panthers game, divisional games are usually tight lines. They play twice a year. You have a ton, a ton of information. And starting off here, we're actually going to go the opposite direction. We have Buffalo hosting New England without a lot of information. Because, of course, this is the first time in 20 years there's no Tom Brady on the Patriots. And the Patriots without Brady are completely in a different environment within the locker room and the way Vegas is averaging them. And if you go back, of course, the Patriots have absolutely dominated the Bills for two decades. Um, They've won, I believe, nine out of the previous 11. One of those wins was week three, 2016, in New England when Jacoby Prissett was playing when Tom Brady was suspended for, of course, Deflategate, which is either proven or not proven if you ask Milt or if you ask Guns Picks or if you ask Patriot Hater Nation, they'd probably tell you it was the biggest conspiracy since Watergate. But that being said, I will most likely have New England here. And this is mostly – it's actually not mostly anything. It's a combined point where New England has lost three in a row. And those games are not representative of their long-term average this season. Of course, 26-11 to 11 at the Chiefs with no Cam Newton on a short week, bunch of COVID stuff going on, not really representative. And actually, they got backdoored in that game fairly egregiously. The Chiefs really had no business covering that double-digit line. And then they came home out of the division against a highly uninspiring Denver Broncos team and played pretty much unequivocally their worst game of the season. And then last week, I think, again, not really representative of the Patriots being just absolute grease fire disaster. They caught the defending NFC champion Niners on the road in Gillette, no fans, no crowd noise, no nothing, coming off of a lackluster start themselves. So you look at that game and you say the Niners were just jacked up and pissed off. They wanted no business of laying down in an empty stadium in New England. And of course, they got shelled. So now you come off of Chiefs, Broncos, Niners, all out of division, key point, and the Patriots play their first road divisional game of the year. And then when you go to the Bills and look at the Bills, people are bullish on the Bills. And truthfully, I don't really know why when you go into the numbers. Of course, the narratives, we always talk about Joe Pollock enjoying his Guinness draft. However, when you go to the numbers, this is what you're actually seeing. 27-17 against the Jets. We know how bad the Jets are. Right on the number, probably non-cover, I think. At Dolphins, 31-28, no cover. Versus Rams, 35-32 at home. Probably should not have covered. Got bailed out by a really sketchy PI call to end the game. And, of course, cover the spread and win the game outright at Raiders I had the Raiders there I did lose this bet it was 30 to 23 final for the Bills 
However, in the early fourth quarter, the Raiders were driving, and I believe turned it over in plus territory. And the Bills. I was on that side with you, and it was, so it was a lot of turnovers in plus territory. Who's starting play. At, Who's starting at quarterback for New England? I think it's still Cam. I don't Cam. think there's been an announcement yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he, I mean, I look, Stidham, did, Stidham how, didn't come I don't know in. How you can bet New England with Cam at quarterback? I just don't know how. He can't throw. Well, here's the thing. And they have no defense. I don't. But here's the thing. Look at just look at this, right? Again, at Chiefs, no Cam. It's a throwout game. Then they come home against the Broncos off of a Chiefs should have covered whatever. Broncos is the most uninspiring spot of their entire calendar so far. Then they get shelled by the Niners. The Niners are just far and away secure. I mean, the Niners could win the NFC again this year. So none of these are really representative of necessarily Cam or the Patriots sustainably being awful in a road environment at a divisional opponent. And the only other road game they played this year at Seattle, they did not cover 35 to 30, but we all watched that game on Sunday Night Football. It was a one-yard, one-and-a-half-yard run. Cam Newton got stuff at the goal run. Otherwise, they beat Seattle. And everybody's so bullish on Seattle. I mean, the Patriots could have beaten Seattle on the road, you know? So It's also the kitchen sink game. You saw it a couple of weeks ago with the Niners battling injury in a division game, I think, at home in that case. I don't know if they were at L.A. I think it was in, in San Francisco. But yeah. this is division. This is Belichick. Belichick taking a shot at the team that's in first. You know, Cam or no Cam, I think you got to look at the hole here. He's going to scheme it up. He's going to have these guys prepared, and they're not going to play the Patriots way they have the suck. last two weeks. Patriots suck, dudes. They just, <laughs> I, they, they just suck. I don't care how good a coach he is. They just suck. They don't have playmakers. They don't have a running back. They don't have a quarterback, and they don't have a defense. I don't care what the numbers are. Personally, I just – I think they suck. I think this is – I think the Bills win. So I'm going to disagree. Okay, that's fine. We like that. We like disagreement. Here's the other point against the Bills. <laughs> next week, they play Seattle. Yeah. The next week after that, they play at, at Arizona. <laughs> Two weeks after that, they play at the Niners. Then they host the Steelers, right? So th- this is like – I mean, if there's ever a look ahead from the Patriots, it's when the Patriots supposedly are horrendous. Yeah. Coming yeah. into your home stadium. And, again, there's no fans. It's Orchard Park. I mean, this is one of the top five – in the league it's arrowhead yeah it's a it's an yeah it's it's a college environment yeah yeah and And again it's just they've been lackluster i mean it's gonna be rainy it's gonna be rainy let's talk about that can't throw the ball dry so if if i'm if i'm patriots the only way you win this game is if you you basically turn cam newton into tim tebow yeah but i think they've been trying to just power eye they got they haven't done that i don't know why but they haven't done that in the past weeks. I don't know if they're scared if he, yeah. if he didn't want to run right now or what. But yeah, until the Patriots I mean, show me they can score some points, it's going to be hard. It's tough to bet. To it's going to be hard for me to side with them. It's, it's, probably, I'm, it's not a game I'm going to bet. Um, yeah. I mean, again, I can't this is a same. tough card. It's a tough card. So most games are going to have a, at least one or two counterpoints against yeah. whatever side anybody takes. Um. So we'll leave it at that. I'm leaning significantly towards Patriots here for all the previous reasons, but I do see the counterpoint. Of course, of course, I see that they've been horrible for two weeks. Yeah, you know, there's always a good counterpoint. So we'll just leave it at that. Um, should we Where go to the next, next? one? Yeah. Uh, why don't we go Raiders Browns? You guys have anything on that off the bat? <clears throat> Bra- Raiders are weird. Raiders are a weird team. They their point differential is is wacky, right? It's a it's like it's like thirty three twenty three as well. It's similar to the Falcons, um, but with the, with two extra wins, so they're probably playing. Yeah, you know, could yeah. regress the other way pretty quickly. It's an over game to me. It's it's a tailor made over. What is the yeah fifty three and a half? Yeah, yeah, and particularly looking at Cleveland at home, we know they love to come out with pace at home. Um, and this is going back to last year. I was saying last year, obviously, we weren't as much on the record last year with this type of commentary, but they really do find a lot of energy in their home stadium. The Browns do have fans there, and I think they just kind of feel the environment. Obviously, it's a very blue-collar town. Uh, it's going to be cold. I'm not sure how well the Raiders travel to, you know, you know, late October Cleveland outdoor stadium environment. Um <laughs> Where, where I do look at this game, I look at what they did against the Colts 
And it, it was, again, they played essentially, they played a weird schedule. All right. They Very. had two, two blowout losses at the Ravens, at the Steelers, coincidentally, almost the exact same score, 38 to six and 38 to seven. Other than that, they've, they have not covered against the Bengals twice by one point and a half. Just goes to show you how well they're averaged in a lot of these matchups. They covered against Washington, they blew out Dallas, and they handled the Colts. Um, the Colts is probably the best corollary because it's like a mid-graded sort of fringe playoff type of team out of the division at home. And I think the only – and the only really difficult point on fading the Raiders here is if you look at what the Raiders do, they kind of play up and down week to week based on their previous matchup. Um, they, they blew, they not blew up, but 40 to 32 as a massive underdog at Kansas city. Of course they played their best game in two years. Um, and then they came back and they did not back that up at all against Tom Brady last week at home. So now again, this is what they kind of do off of an embarrassing loss they go into the Browns, the Browns are off the win, and there's your narrative for the Raiders. So, again, tough to predict, really. Yeah, I think Browns one thing I'll probably take – Yeah, go ahead. I'll probably take a step back and watch this one. I want to see – and I think they functioned through most of the games. I think he got hurt in the first quarter. But what this offense looks like without OBJ, and does that actually help or benefit or, you know, allow them to spread it a little bit differently versus feeding, feeding the diva, you know? Well, yeah. Yeah, I gotta I get rid it, of that diva at quarterback first. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was, and you know, ultimately I think they they want to, you know, I mean uh, Stefanski and those guys, of course, were not involved in that in that draft right. at all. Right. So, yeah, this, this is, is a do or, of, this is a do or die season for Baker in Cleveland. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, I will enjoy watching that game. I don't have a say. I don't have an idea on the side. Total might be fair, like you said, a yeah. little little pace to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. <clears throat> If I had to, I'd probably take the Raiders. I think uh, Cleveland, we had the Colts at Cleveland incorrectly. But, again, if you look at the dispersion of that game, a lot of these games recently, the public side has come through where they really, really, really probably sustainably should not be coming through for the public, like with very, very situationally advantageous turnovers and plus territory. Like we said, the Bills at Las Vegas. Uh, we've seen it numerous times with Joe Burrow, very public Joe Burrow. They backdoor by a hook. It's been, as we said, early season. It tends to be more public because books have yet to sharpen up the lines. But I think you're going to start to see more contrarian sides hitting. And I think the Raiders would be a contrarian side here. I think the public will absolutely have Baker Mayfield at home. I think the public just naturally looks right, right at last week and says, okay, the Raiders suck. They lost by 25. And they go on the road as a dog. Forget it. <clears throat> also, also have uh, daylight savings. Is that going to – the Raiders are, like, on a four-hour time change? <laughs> Three-hour time change? <laughs> That's going to be, like – they're going to be playing, like, my toddlers. They're going to be treating me on Sunday morning or Our, Monday uh, morning, whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, a certain other podcast I listen to has been telling us that, you know, the time change is happening every week since, like, October 1st. So – but, no, it's actually happening Saturday, Sunday morning. So – I don't know if people, there are body clock guys out there that, <laughs> that think the body clock is big. And I don't know, you know, Oakland traveling with a huge change in time playing an early game. I mean, what that's like 8 a.m. their time. Yeah, well, true. Which is weird. Well, uh, here's another one I, I definitely want to make sure we get to Vikings Packers, little rematch of week one, right? Oh, week one opener. Yeah, yep. Yuck. I had already looked at this, and I was pretty much <clears> – <throat> again, the board is very tough, but I was looking at the Vikings being in my top four. Yep. Um, first of all, I like the revenge factor. Uh, they did lose 43-34 in the opener at an empty stadium in Minnesota, which for them is clearly – it's clearly just not the environment they were going to play well on that day. They're used to coming out really loud, Minnesota horns, all this noise – and Rodgers comes in there at the beginning of his revenge tour and just blows the doors off him. 43 points against a supposedly good defense. Get the hell out of here. Um, and then they got handled at the Colts. They played an awful game. Um, then they competed against the Titans, lost by one. Then they beat the Texans on the road. Then they covered at Seattle on the road. Then they got blown out by the Falcons in, an, in a clear letdown spot off of three straight covers coming in. So they were 0-2 against the spread. Then they covered 
and won outright. Or excuse me, they they covered and lost at home versus the Titans. The Titans are very good. Really tough Texas, schedule. Really, really tough schedule, right? Brutal, brutal. Yeah. And yeah. if you look at their if you look at their results, I think this would be a play up spot off a mm-hmm. bye and a really embarrassing home loss. But of course, that was coming off of a twenty seven twenty six cover and demoralizing backdoor loss in Seattle the previous week. So that Falcon spot made a hell of a lot of sense. And I think this is definitely a spot where they come up, if anything. Yeah, like that was that. my lean, especially if you can get it around seven. I think there's some six and a halves out there, but some sevens available. Um, and, you know, probably, uh, again, that division spot, which I think is so essential, um, you know, tightening up a little bit. Yeah, I agree. And also, if you look at the Packers, um, you know, obviously they've been very good. I think people are picking them to go to the Super Bowl. It's obviously early. Um, When you look at this, this would fit the mold of a trap. It really would. Um, They're coming off a two-game road trip. They got, of course, obliterated in Tampa Bay. Then they handled the Texans on a very public line. But we said this last week. I said this is going to be one of those autopilot Houston contrarian takes that's probably going to get blasted. Yeah, remember I said I'm going to be a contrarian to the contrarian. And go with yeah, exactly go with Green Bay and and uh, kind of funny how that worked. Out. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is the revenge tour. But like, but now you come in here, they are five and one on the season. They're off of a very convincing win. I don't have a large scale stat on teams off road 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 sequences and an outright win on a short number coming home. I think that's always an interesting statistic to see how teams function in that environment. They're obviously on a bit of a high, and also road road come home is interesting. The key point here, however, is this is definitely a sandwich game between a very effective win at the Texans, and next week they play a primetime Sunday night game at San Francisco, a rematch of the bloodbath loss in the NFC title game last year. So if there's ever a look-ahead spot, even for you know Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks of all time, this would fit the mold. Divisional, by low, this, this, competitive. Yeah. They're misrepresented at one and six. I think this fits all the boxes to fade the Packers here. Feels like a Green Bay win by three game to me. 63% on the Packers. Early money. Steelers-Ravens. Steelers-Ravens. The the best early game as far as – Is Big Ben back? I think you guys probably know where I was going to go with this. Yeah. Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just sick of the Steelers. I'm sick of them. (laughs) Like – they haven't played anybody. They got – I mean, again, last week they were in control, but – and you, you made the comment, you know, like, you know, maybe Jacksonville was a little bit more unlucky. Theoretically, Jacksonville up 29-22 should not be losing yeah. by 10 points in the fourth quarter, whatever. But Guskowski should be making that kick. And, again, you look at the game flow, you know, this is – it's like the NBA. We always say, it, you know, like certain teams at home don't play well in the first half, and then they come full throttle in the third and fourth quarter. And Tennessee has been a little bit inconsistent quarter to quarter, but you look at what happened in that game. I mean, Pittsburgh came out and blew the doors off. Well, that interception he threw at the end was just not necessary at all. Big Ben. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I'll, like, I'll be the first person to say that, like, you know, it was a sharp line. It was, what, one or two points, plus two. I mean, again, I think it was plus two. Could, it flipped a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, these games are sharp as a sword. I mean, inevitably, when you have a game between two contenders at a plus two, it's going to be a sweat unless some egregious, like, one out of 20 outlier happens. Yeah, and Baltimore on a bye. Baltimore on a bye as well. Baltimore on a bye, which does mean something. for. And the Steelers more banged up than you think. I mean, I was surprised the Devin Bush thing on defense, the captain of their defense didn't affect them more, you know? Yeah. At least in the first Absolutely. half, right? The, Titan, the Titans obviously got going, but what? That was in the third, fourth quarter? I think they were yeah. held yeah. pretty in check early on. Yeah. Um, I this, did, is, I, this, this is a show-me-something game for Baltimore. Yeah. Because um, they haven't beat really anybody good yet either, I don't think. No, I mean, they're, all, they're only other – Unless you consider Cleveland good. Um, and you got to throw think... out – I guess you got to throw out the matchups last year because you probably didn't have a fully – Formed Steelers team, you know, you almost have to throw out everything last year with with fans with COVID. Um, That's what makes that's also what makes NFL hard this year is just the dynamics of you know trying to scale historical numbers with different (laughs) variables in play. Just good luck. Yeah, I mean, I, I said very early on, just as a very loose strategy, I think fading home teams holds weight, obviously, because they don't have the natural home crowd, the noise, the juice factor. But 
I think we've seen that that's not necessarily a consistent point. Some teams play well at home, others don't. And most of them are just matchup specific within the, the particular week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, they didn't cover against the Eagles on the road. They handled the Bengals. They pushed slash did – it was 13 and a half, 14. They won by 14 against Washington. Their only real standout game of the year at home, they got obliterated by the Chiefs. I mean, that was an embarrassment. And um, – they haven't really played anybody. I mean, you're right. The Browns, the Texans, the Skins. Excuse me, not the Skins. I have skin, but they're not the Skins. What worries uh, me What worries me about Baltimore is their lack of yeah, skin. Mr. Skin. Uh, we don't want to see any of that skin. Don't stand up. You want to, hey, hey, Pun, you want to go play a little Skins game at the local club? I'll lay you like two strokes for nine. Speaking of no pants. <laughs> Shirts and Skins. Um, what worries me about Baltimore is – I, I, their lack of playmakers on offense, it worries me against an athletic defense in Pittsburgh with, you know, Hollywood Brown is their number one receiver and he's basically a home run hit or nothing type of player. Yeah, he's um, small guy too. Their running game hasn't been great. Um, you never know who's going to play running back for them. Dobbins. Yeah, it's Lamar Jackson. Uh, and they're they're a tight end passing team. They're a, they have two great tight ends, Andrews and and who's the other guy now? Doyle or no? There's somebody else. Hurst, Hayden Hurst, I think. Right? No, Hurst is out of there. I think Hurst is in Atlanta. But they have another guy. What is his name? I'm not sure. I don't oh, play I think, oh, it's Todd. I, don't, I play for Todd real Heap. football. It's actually it's Todd <laughs> Heap. Um, I just remembered. Um, but that's well, I think it's, it's tough. You don't, they don't want to get behind, right? They want to run the ball. They want to control the game. You know, Steelers could open it up. So this is a show me game. This is a, this is, I'm going to looking forward to this one. Uh, yeah. And I we, think that I was going to say, ahead. I think that when you look at, when you look at the Steelers, again, I said this last week and they didn't play anybody and then they played the Titans and they covered. So good for them. However, can you back that up the very next week at a much tougher opponent like it's one of those spots where like in the nba we always say like there's like a back-to-back of course this is nfl you get a full week off not exactly the same but if a team plays at contenders two in a row Mm -hmm. and plays a great game the first game it's really hard to bring that type of energy and just that general efficiency in the second week well it's just hard to win seven games in a row in the nfl no matter who you're playing so that's the other that's the other factor here ravens 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 are the play let's be honest well, you mentioned the, the Chiefs blowout, so I want to spend no more than one minute on this. But we have to talk about – I think it opened at 21. It's down to 19.5. Chiefs, Jets. are the, the, We know where the sharp money is going to be, right? It's one probably minute. going to be on the Jets. One minute, go. Now, are we taking the 19.5? God. Anyone? Uh, Takers? <laughs> this is the type of game that I will absolutely be – nowhere near you have yeah it has to be that's the right move right and one comment on this it's kind of like college football when you look at like army and they're laying a certain amount of points but the total is actually plummeting against previous <laughs> it's it's kind of giving you a just a very specific template as to what the game is going to be based on you know obviously professional odds makers who are not messing around when the total here is only 48 and a half and they're laying 21 I mean, they're basically telling you that they're going to win like 35 to 10. It's like those Clemson lines. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's 55 like to three. Yeah. Like, this, this is a is, win. This is a win a game, but don't get anybody hurt. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a survivor pick that destroys the survivor pool. Oh, yes. Although I do think that going back to last year, that what obviously the Dolphins were completing the tank, and there were a lot of huge lines on the road for the Dolphins. They were getting like, you know, 17, 18, 19 points. I'm pretty sure the, the big heavy favorite covered like 75% of those. And it's kind of like one of those spots where we talk about the difference between evaluating a favorite and a dog and what it means when a team is favored and it's becoming really, really strong. Say just take a little slight, you know, hyperbole here. Say it was like minus 32, right? I, I take that. Cause I'm like, that's the biggest line in NFL history. They're right. telling you they're going to get absolutely blown out. And, of yeah. course, the public will be like, that's too much space, and it becomes a sexy public dog. Well, and, there's some st- and there are some stats with, like, big, big favorites that they usually cover, right? That's and what it, I'm saying. Yeah. And the public always takes the space and the value and all the but bullshit. this isn't quite big enough. 
to fit that narrative is what you're saying. They tried to open it there. Oh, by the way, all right, we, we've gone well. We've gone well over. Yeah, we're well past. We're well, un- unsubscribe. Uh, I real ruined quick, us. Real quick, Ray's just pulled. Ray's just pulled. Uh, what's his name? Snell. Snell. Seven to one, nothing in the sixth. Exactly what I didn't want to happen. Let the dude pitch. Let him face me. So where are we going next? We touched on the back, garbage. It's going to backfire, and they're going to lose. I want to be on the record for that. All right, so let's go down the next set of games here. The next one is an interesting matchup to watch. I, I do not like betting this particular game. Rams laying four points at Miami. Tua, his professional debut. I'm excited to watch him play, but I think for that reason alone, it's a game I will not be betting. And I think the Rams also coming off on a short week, coming off a good win when I was on, I just don't know how they're going to perform up or down, and I think the two factor is a little weird. Miami scrappy. They, they played well all year. Why do you think they made this change to Tua right now? Do you think it was I in think, the – do you think it's like an analytic thing and it was already – it was happening no matter what? Well, they're doing it off a buy, right? Are they doing it off a buy? I think it was happening yeah. no matter what to get him to the buy, get some extra prep, see how the season was going. Now, if they were worse, maybe it happens earlier. I'm sub- it's got to leave a bad taste in Fitz's it's mouth. Weird. But- it's weird. Yeah, you know, I was a little bit surprised that Fitz had that quote that he was, like, real emotionally kind of broken down by. Yeah. Because I kind of, like, you know, he's a journeyman. He's been all over the map. You know, he knows he's not playing for a Super Bowl here. You know, it's kind of like Tyrod Taylor out there with Justin Herbert. Like, the prerequisite. Yeah point is that you're going to get pulled I, i'm not even kidding no disrespect i like my man hoglund but i actually thought he was joking i really did because this has been the mold of his career like what he was surprised like what like i don't know i, 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 was I think he was like, i think he was just feeling it and he was competitive and he yeah. was like he wants to he wants to play he he yeah. goes he goes somewhere to play he's and he's fine being a backup if he starts at the backup but I think once he starts, he wants to play. And yeah, no, I, I understand that. Dallas, sure. has to, Dallas has to make a call, right? You got to pick uh, up the phone, Jerry. Pick up the phone. Yeah. Because their season, oh, yeah. they still have a chance to win that division, but not That's with Danucci or whatever. The, no, no, definitely not. Um, one, like, very loosely. But back, to the line, I, back to the line, what do you guys think? I would lean Dolphins. I, I think that you see – you know, in the last couple of years, particularly, and I don't know if this is a snapshot to just a little bit of an outlier within the college draft and whatever, but a lot of the top picks that have come in have been very good right off the bat. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it's not like back in the day where like a guy would come in and do, like even Peyton Manning, perfect example, number one overall pick his rookie year. He had like 30 interceptions. He was terrible. And I feel like the learning curve is not as wide. I think that the systems in college are more advanced. I mean, particularly Tua coming out of Bama. I mean, that's the most professional system you can possibly find, except for they have adjusted a little bit this year. It's obviously and the cool. NFL systems are trending toward college systems. Exactly. As right. well, it, so they're kind yeah, of merging. Exactly. So there's not that learning curve. It, they just come right in and they start balling. And I think you're going to see that. I, I don't think that he's going to have all these growing pains as people are suggesting. And I think the line confirms that. I think if Vegas thought that, that he was going to suck and there was going to be, you know, a Peyton Manning-esque factor where he just learns for, you know, 12 games or whatever, I think the, the Rams absolutely lay over, over seven points here. Seven, seven and a half should have been the number, and it's not. It's a trap. So I think that the buy low on, the, on this uh, particular spot here in the debut would be the sharp side with Tua. Yep. Also Other marquee matchups, we got Niners-Seahawks potentially division crown Rams are obviously floating around Cardinals floating around. That's the best division in football. Anything jump out to you on that? Yeah. yeah it, needs, it needs to be flexed to Sunday <laughs> night. That's why <laughs> you don't want to watch. That's what jumps out to me. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I think they need to flex that. I don't know what they're waiting for. Yeah. Hopefully they do. They will. They will. I mean, just because Seattle may not want to give them two primetime games in a row, but I kind of like the Niners off the, off the bat, I probably regret that, but yeah, I this one I, I thought this one was real tough to fade the Seahawks at home off a loss. Yeah, and I, again, the Niners started out really slowly, so they're a continued upward movement point. This is just an incredible merge, an incredible merge. The one point I kind of, actually, not kind of, I do lean over here. I think ultimately this number 
is way higher than what we've seen from these two teams in recent history. The game last year in Seattle was 26 to 21, 47. And, you know, Vegas doesn't just jump the lineup by seven points without some sort of legitimate transparency. And then you also look back at what the Niners did last week, 33 to six. I mean, that was a dud. They played great defense against Cam Newton. And Russell Wilson, I call him the squirrel for a reason. I mean, he is a tough out. And this is offensive out now. You know, this is not the Cam Chancellor of Legion of Boom. These guys run. So, good point on the over. Seattle scored 53 or more points, and they combined 53 or more points in every single game this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's again, an interesting point because in, in that division, in those division matchups, that's not what you're used to seeing. If you go back to those scores and those lines, it's not that high. Well, and I love betting overs when you have a quarterback like Russell who if you give him a minute and a half to in, in, the, in the half, he's going to score somehow. You're going to get points. You're gonna, and toward the end of the game as well, you see so many as the Dodgers just score as – God, what a – Pun melt. Live. Mm. What in the hell are you doing? Um, anyway, so yeah, over. I like it. Probably public, but who cares? Def- definitely public. I mean, I got to look deeper at that one. There really is not a lot of just utter standout spots right off the bat here, but um, you know, that's pretty much it. We have Buccaneers traveling to Giants on Monday Night Football next November, uh, next Monday, November second, MetLife Stadium, empty stadium, as we know, and. Uh, this is just a funky spot for the Bucs. I mean, the Bucs are obviously turning a corner. They're very hot last two huge win margins, 38 to 10, 45 to 20. Play the Giants. I mean, it's, this kind of reminds me of playing at the Bears. Obviously, the Giants are worse than the Bears, but are they really? I mean, the Giants have been sort of competitive. The Bears have been massively overvalued versus, you know, where they probably should be. I don't know what you do here. I think maybe you lean Giants at, 10, at plus 10 and a half and the Bucs win by like seven to, eight, seven to 10 points or something like that. I, I don't know. I mean, we'll look at that one a little bit deeper as it comes towards next yeah. Monday. I feel like the Giants are a better team than their record. I agree with you there. Everybody gives Daniel Jones a bunch of crap, Defense has really been a huge improvement year over year. Man. Still some offensive line problems, but, you know. Yeah. I like what Joe Judge is doing. He has no time, right? Yeah. None. No, he has no time. That's a, that's a problem in a lot of the NFL. You saw it with Foles the other night. I mean, he, I think he threw yeah, Foles uh, Nagy no. under the bus. He had no time. Yeah. So we got we got two or three left. What's the should we do the rapid fire top top graded pick from each? Yes. Initially initially picks. We can't give winners away to the to our fellow participants. Yes. Let's do it. I think uh, we did pretty. We either went three and zero oh or two and one. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. yeah, we did. We should have recapped that. Um, all right, rapid fire. Uh, who you want to go first, Sharky? Ready? Yeah, I think my I think my number one play off the board is or excuse me, not off the board, on the board. On the board. We're on the board. In the card, in the nation, right away, right out of the water. Vikings plus seven, plus six and a half. I think it really checks the boxes. How, who the Vikings are, where they're moving, and where the Packers are in a bit of a sandwich spot here in a revenge game for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think my number one play would be Seattle minus three. Ooh, Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> I had no idea. You didn't? I didn't know you had that skill set. Really? I'm going to go with one we didn't talk about just to keep it on our toes. We got to dig, we got to dig, but I love what Herbert is doing. Give me the chargers minus three. There you go. Three winners, three, two dogs, one, one dog, two faves. Um, I'm, I'm real. Uh, just a, a very general remark. I'm very much looking forward to seeing what the competition and the contest does this week, because I think that there are really difficult spots up and down this car. I think there's not a lot of standout plays, neither public side obvious nor contrarian side obvious. I think this is yeah, all over. Which is fun. Fun and yeah. crazy at the same time. A lot of fun. And the Dodgers have melted down. So we can well, end the show <laughs> on that. I was right. Sharky, where can the people find you? At Sharks and Sports on Twitter, as I always say, nine words of lifestyle. Right away, we got out of the water. Love it. Love it. Thank you all for listening. See you next time. Get these takes. Get these picks in. Follow the leaderboard. Get involved. We love it. Till next time. Cheers.
Thank you for listening to episode 18 of the Dad Bods Podcast.